Welcome to The Rock Church and World Outreach Center. We pray that this message will strengthen and encourage you. Now here's a message from one of the pastors here at The Rock. Amen. And amen. You know what? All of us uh, living through all these things that, uh, you know, we're thinking through a week ago, we would never think that we'd be in the position we are today, not only nationally, but globally, going through the different things that are happening in our world. But you know what? A lot of fear kind of gets into our lives and in our, in our thinking. And I remember there was a TV show a while back called Fear Factor. And it was a very interesting show. I watched it a few times. It wasn't my thing, but I saw a few episodes. And the idea was to put contestants in a situation where they felt scared, where they were testing their limits of fear. Like you would have to stick your hand in a box and you didn't know what was in the box, but it would have a snake or it would have a spider crawl up your arm. And so people would freak out. Or I saw one where there was a guy inside of a box and they put a bunch of roaches on top of him and he needed to react. The idea was to take the contestant to a level where their fear level was broken. And you know what? For many of us, that's exactly where we find ourselves. We find ourselves being pressed and pushed in so many angles to see where the fear is going to break us. But I want to encourage you with something today. I want you to tell fear to be quiet. And that's really where we're heading tonight. We're going to tell fear to be quiet in our life. We're going to tell fear to walk away, to be pushed away from any situation that we may find ourselves in our lives. And so we find that in the Word of God in the most powerful way. And you've heard this episode many times in your life. You read this story many times in your life. But today I want to hone in on what the Spirit is actually saying to us. Go to Mark chapter 4. And while you go in there, I want to kind of give you an idea and put you in the setting where we're at. Because as people, we have two reactions to fear. Um, and it's called the fight or flight response. We either face a situation or we run away from it. And we're going to see Jesus in a situation with the disciples where some wanted to flee and one fought. And he's going to teach us how to confront fear in our lives today. And so I want you to be with me. In Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says that Jesus told the disciple to get on the boat and go across the Sea of Galilee. Go across to the other side, tells us. And when they went ahead to the other side, Jesus got in the boat and he started to take a nap. He started to relax. And as they were heading there, here's where we find ourselves in this situation. Mark chapter 4, verse 37 says, A furious squall came up. Squall is like a, like a storm, like a sudden storm that comes up and is very uh, violent and is shaking the boat. And it says, And the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. So that it was nearly swamped. That's an amazing statement because the disciples were in a calm area. They were navigating to go to where Jesus told them, let me tell you, I know you've been there, where you felt the Lord told you to do something or go somewhere and all of a sudden you find yourself overwhelmed with fear, with pressure, with situation. That's where they're at. That's where they find ourselves. Why? Because most battles in life, most battles in life are going to be sudden are going to be sudden. It is a sudden situation where somebody hands you divorce papers and you did not see it coming. It is a sudden situation. You go to the doctor because something hurts and all of a sudden you hear those dreadful words. It is a sudden situation that you thought you had a solid job and then you're handed a pink slip and you're dismissed from what was the income from your family. Those situations, my friend, can bring a level of fear into our lives that shake the core of who we are. And that is exactly what happened to the disciples. They found themselves in a situation where they were pressured, where the storm came suddenly, and they did not know how to handle it. 
Here's, here's what happened in verse 38 of Mark chapter 4. It says this, that while Jesus was in the stern, look at this, while Jesus is relaxing in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, the disciples woke him up. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, oh, what a profound word. It says, teacher, don't you care if we drown? I want to pause right there. Because you need to understand this. Fear will make you question the things that are closer to you. Here the disciple questioning the care of Jesus. But they didn't even know that just a few months or years ahead, Jesus would die on a cross for them. But when fear took over their life, they said, this guy doesn't care about us. How about you? Have you questioned people that truly love you because fear is allowing you to do that? I want you to rethink your position today because Mark chapter 4 is teaching us a profound lesson on how to walk and navigate this situation in our life. Because Jesus does something amazing here with the disciples. He continues on to say this. Um, he continues to speak to them. And that is so powerful because I want you to know something. That in his essence, fear is a voice. Hear this again. In his essence, fear is a voice. It is the voice that tells you, hey, man, you're not going to have enough. It is the voice that tells you things are not going to go the way you plan. It is the voice that tells you this situation is over for you. There's nothing you can do about it. Fear is exactly that moment in your life because essentially fear is a voice. And I want us to see what Jesus does. Jesus does something invasive in verse 39. Look at this. Verse 39. He does this. Let's read together. He got up. So Jesus saying, wake up, Jesus, you don't love us. He gets up, he gets up, look at this. Rebuked the wind and said to the wave, he said to the wave, he spoke, he said, quiet, be still, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. My friends, I want you to know something that it is time for you to tell fear to be quiet in your life. It is time for you to speak to fear and say, you know what? You're not going to dominate my thought. As a matter of fact, it's so interesting because Jesus didn't necessarily rebuke the storm. The word in Greek, the word in Greek that Jesus used, it is the same word for muscle. Muscle. See, when you get an animal and you put a, a muscle, you cover their mouth so they don't bark or bite anybody. So you take away their power when you do that. It's so interesting that Jesus uses that. You know what Jesus did? Jesus muscled the storm and he can do the same with the fear in your life. Come on. You can do the same with the fear in your life. When you grab it, when you look at it and you say, you know what? You're going to be quiet in my life. My friends, I'm telling you tonight, if you can get a hold of this, your life will be absolutely transformed. And there are three things I see here. Um, there are many, but I want to give you three real quick, three nuggets that will help you overcome these things in your life. Because when you muscle fear, when you, when you muscle it, when you put something and say you don't have the power anymore, you are able to do so much more. Let's go together. How do I quiet fear in my life? How do I quiet fear my in my life? How do I take those steps in every area of my life? Here's the first thing I want you to keep in mind and I want you to put to practice is that you quiet fear with faith. You quiet fear with faith. You have to believe that God is acting on your behalf. You have to believe that Jesus is involved with you in your situation. As a matter of fact, in Mark chapter 4, look what the disciples, look what the disciples did. They said, and he said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? He said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? I just quieted it. And look at, the next, look at the next phrase. Do you still have no faith? 
Do you still have no faith? My friends, let me tell you, it is exactly what happened to each one of us. When pressure comes, the faith a lot of times goes out the window. And so here's the disciples. They've seen Jesus do miracles. They've seen Jesus multiply. I mean, they've seen Jesus do amazing things. He's saying, you see me do amazing things. Why would you be afraid? Why would this shock you? I want you to think about that. Because when the news comes to your life, ask yourself, why is this shocking me? Jesus already knew God is on his throne. And he wants us to know these things. I heard a testimony that touched me so deeply. One of our students in our Bible college was sharing a testimony. She was a young woman. She had a daughter. And as a young woman, she had a daughter. And it was very difficult for her. She was living uh, paycheck to paycheck. Actually, she had no paycheck at the time. And she was combing her daughter's hair. And she was thinking as she's combing her daughter's hair, I think I'm going to have to give her up for adoption. Imagine a mother having to arrive at that conclusion that their grown child has to go to adoption because they don't have enough to feed them. You know what happened as she's doing that? She said the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, I'm going to help you. And reminded her the verse that is in the Bible that God knows every hair on our heads. Here's how it says it in Matthew chapter 10, verse 29. Matthew 10, 29 says this, says, are you or are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from the Father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Verse 31 says, do not fear. Do not fear. Can you say that? Can you say that? Do not fear. Do not fear. Therefore, you are more value or you have more value than many sparrows. Jesus is saying, you don't have to be afraid. You have a value that surpasses any animal on earth, anything. And so she, this student so blesses because she said, now my daughter's 34 years old. We've had a wonderful life. It was a moment that fear gripped and removed faith from her. But the spirit reminder, I'm on your side. Here's the second thing I want you to remember for tonight. Is that you can quiet fear in your life with love. You can quiet fear in your life with love. There's nothing more powerful than when a mom walks into a room when their child is scared and she embraces them and she loves on him or her. And all of a sudden there's a calmness that comes over the child because they feel secure. When a dad, how about a dad? When a dad imparts that quiet presence of his and says, nothing is going to touch you. Dad is it's in the house. Dad is with you. There's something powerful about that. How about our father in heaven? I mean, he is a powerful, mighty God. He can do amazing things on our behalf, and he is coming to us. But we need that love relationship that says, hey, I'm on your side, that calmness that embraces you. And a lot of people have doubts of their relationship with God, and therefore they feel that separation. They don't feel that love. First John says it this way. John was an amazing man because John was a man that was near Jesus at all times. And here's the expression he uses, John 4, John 4 says this and as we live in God our love grows more perfect so as we're connected to him our love grows more perfect with God so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment when when something comes when pressure comes when judgment comes I'm not afraid because I'm in a connection that I feel the love of the father on my life verse 18 verse 18 look at this Sorry, verse 17 says, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. So if you live like Jesus, if you're connected, you can face situation. Verse 18, such love, can you say such love? Say such love has no fear. 
can you say no fear? So you have to remind yourself about this. No fear. Because perfect love spells all fear. Perfect love just pushes away all fear. I heard of an investigation that was done a while back. Let me read you this. A researcher in a university, John Hopkins University here in the United States, uh, more than 50 years ago, did an evaluation of children in grade school. Listen to this or what they're afraid of. The greatest fears of grade school children in the 1970s was this. Number one, animals. Number two, being in a dark room. Number three, high places. Number four, strangers. Number five, loud noises. Look what happened in today's days. It's starting in the 90s, more or less. Kids nowadays are afraid, number one thing, of divorce. Number two, of a nuclear war. Number three, of cancer. Number four, of pollution. Number five, of being mugged or assaulted. Imagine. Imagine. It has changed so much that it has gripped them. But all these things have to be in the home. When the divorce fractures the home, there's fear. When those things come into the child's life, it's separation. The same happens with us. So I want to invite you today to quiet fear in your life with love. Get close to Jesus. Here's the third and last thing for tonight. Third and last thing for tonight. Number one was you have to attack it with faith. Number two, you have to attack it with love. And number three, here's something really, really important. You have to change the channel. You quiet fear in your life by changing the channel. My friends, we are surrounded by channels, by people talking, people saying, and it is so crucial. Watch, watch, listen, listen. You can focus on the fear speaking to you or through the TV or through the radio, or you can focus on the voice of the Spirit speaking to you. But you decide which channel you listen to. This is so important because there's all kinds of information coming to us nowadays. But you decide what's going to speak into your life. I know I found myself sometimes because I love the news, watching the news and thinking, my goodness, are we praying for the end to come? I mean, Jesus around the corner, what is going on? But in reality, what it is, is just the voices of influence in our life that are leading us in a path that is not from God. I want to invite you tonight to push away those channels and say, that's not for me. That's not what my Lord wants for me. Look at Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse 4. Psalm 34, verse 4 says this. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. He delivered me from all my fears. It's so amazing. Now listen to this. I want to take you back to Mark chapter 4. Here's Jesus laying out, resting, and here the disciples going crazy because of the situations. Let me tell you these things. Jesus and the disciples were watching two different channels. Jesus was watching Discovery Nature, my friend, seeing a beautiful green pasture while the disciples are watching something crazy on the Alaska frontier. I don't know, but they were on the wrong channel. And what God is trying to do is say, hey, man, the frequency, the thing that you think about is going to drive your life. As a matter of fact, better said this way, think about what you're thinking. Think about what you're thinking. You have to change the channel or fear is going to grip you in a way. And the psalmist says, I sought the Lord. I switched the channel and I went after God and he heard absolutely everything and he calmed my fears. He calmed every thought, every deception that had come into my life. I'm going to read Isaiah 43. As we come to an end, I want to read Isaiah 43, and I, I just love what the Bible says about it. In Isaiah 43, I'm reading of the NIV. It says this, but now this is what the Lord says. So God is speaking to us. This is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, 
Do not fear. Once again, do not fear. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I purchase you. I have you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. God is declaring ownership over us, saying, man, I'm going to care for you. You are connected to me. What a beautiful thing. Verse number two says, when you pass through the waters, the Bible doesn't say you're not going to go through, the, through tough times. It doesn't say you levitate through the water. It says, when you pass through the waters, so you go through some rough waters, I will be with you. I like that. I like they saying, when you pass through it, I'm going to be there. Look at this. And when you pass through the rivers, once again, nowhere in the Bible says you're not going to go through hard times. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over you. The water is not going to come over. You will be at a level where you can handle it. You'll be at a level where you can walk through it. It's just that fear. I remember when my first son was just a baby. I, I'm from Dominican Republic, and so we went to visit Dominican Republic, and I had my son. I wanted him to experience what is to be in river water because I love fresh water. And so we're in a river, but it was a spot that had a liberal current. And so I'm holding my baby. He's probably, I would say, one and a half years old. And so I'm holding him and playing in the water, and we're enjoying ourselves, but the current was a little strong. And you should have seen my wife's face. She could have either rescue that kid and beat me up. But she was like, what are you doing with my child? You're in the roughest water. But I had a confidence that I was standing on a solid rock. I had a confidence that the water wasn't strong enough to take me out and I could hold my child. My friends, that is exactly what the Lord is doing with you. We can be seeing a situation all paranoid, but God is on solid ground and he's holding you today. But you have to tune into that channel in order to connect with God. Let's continue reading Isaiah 43 as we end tonight. It says this, And when you go through the, through the fire, you will not be burned. Once again, you will go through the fire and you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. You know what the Lord is saying? When it's really hot in your situation, when things are problematic, you are not going to be consumed. So as we go through this crazy changing world economic situation, threats of possibly loss of hours, loss of jobs, sickness around in the world, I want to encourage you with something. Do not be afraid. Look at fear in your life and said, fear, you be quiet. Because in essence, fear is a voice speaking into your life. Fear is a voice speaking into your life. Verse 5, verse 5, let verse 5 says, do not be afraid for I am with you. I want the promise of God in my life saying, I am with you. I'm going to be with you till the end. Sometimes I read this phrase and I loved it and I want to share with you tonight. Sometimes the Lord calms the storm and sometimes the Lord calms the child as the storm is raging. So there's a possibility the storm is going to continue. But you, my friend, you can be strong in the Lord as you quiet fear in your soul. Remember, fear is going to come your way. Fear is going to speak to you, but you got to face it with faith you got to face it knowing that God is with you in every area. you got to know that there's love, there's a connection in God, and you got to change the channel. Don't stay listening to the things that are pulling you away from what the Lord has for you or wants for you. Let's pray right now. Right where you are in your living room, wherever you're watching, maybe you're in break room at work. Let's pray together. Father God, I ask that you would absolutely... Remove fear from our life. As a matter of fact, we tell fear to be quiet today. Every voice that has spoken to us away from the voice of the Father, we do not listen no more. We submit our fears to you, believing that you will walk with us wherever we go. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. 
I'm so glad you connected with us tonight. Thank you for listening to the Rock Church and World Outreach Center. If this message spoke to you, please share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find more information at www.rockchurch.com.